What's happening boys and girls? Yes, it's time to assemble for episode 100 of Operation Retroshock. Welcome one and all. It's happened. <laughs> it's episode 100. I am one of your hosts, Alan Price. And alongside me on this very long trek that took a break in the middle <laughs> yep. is... Hi, I'm Chris Vint, uh, better known as none of the superheroes, sadly. Bummer. I know. We've made it? Yeah, it's taken a while, but, you know, like, we're in triple digits now, so God knows how long it'll take us to get to four digits. <laughs> <laughs> I might be 40 by that stage. But yes, welcome... We'll just finish this now, so thanks very much for listening. <laughs> welcome, one and all. It is Avengers Infinity War Week, Chris. It is, yes, and I am excited. Are we hyped? I am very excited for it. Um, is it lit, as the children say nowadays? <laughs> I can think of a word to describe that, which sounds like lit, which has an S and an H before the I and the T, but... It is what it is. But uh, yeah, I'm super excited for this movie. Um, I have been for a while and re-watching some of the films and then compiling our list, which we will go for last. We'll save the best for last. But um, before we start, we just want to send a big thank you to everyone who sent our, uh, their lists in. Um, you know, just people we'd asked or, you know, people on Twitter who send stuff. So Alan's Absolutely. going to be dealing with the Twitter side of it. I asked a couple of guys from work and a couple other... Uh, friends of ours that cross um, the interwebs yeah who have sent us theirs and obviously we're going to have a bit of a dichotomy where people are going to rank things better than other things and we've had a look through some of these lists and there is some crazy uh differences there's some very shocking ones that some of you will hear and you'll go what the heck was that person even thinking now remember that everyone is entitled to their opinion yes um, absolutely. so you know like Alan's and my list I have no idea and I say this we've specifically kept them secret I have no idea what Alan's list is what is number one what is number 10 what is number 18 we can probably because we know each other and what our preferences are within the Marvel universe yeah we could probably have a guess what would be sort of in our top fives and that sort of thing you know and what would be up there Mm -hmm. Um, but no neither of us know exactly what is where on each other's lists. We're not going to spend a crazy amount of time on these lists talking about the movies because we'll wait until we get to our list to then talk Actually about discuss them. And, e- wanna... and even then, we may want to talk them in greater depth come a future episode. Yeah. But uh, we're going to go through your lists first and we're going to see where you have been absolutely crazy. But before we even do that, Chris has thanked everybody for sending their stuff into us. Can I just thank everybody who's back listening with us there has been a listener since episode one. It has been a crazy ride and it is so nice to have had everybody along for said ride. I like the fact that we've done something as big as this for... So long. Our, yeah, even that, but as big as this episode for yeah. episode 100 for a milestone one, you know, because we were thinking what we're going to do for this. And hot, like, hot tip Mike Lacey. Yeah, and then you'd said about doing lists for things you know yeah. because you had introduced me to that letterbox thing where incidentally i have my thing all done as have i um <laughs> but yeah like um obviously this podcast doesn't work without each other you know like and you know and it definitely didn't for guts of three and a half to four years yeah so you know it's nice to have it back and it's nice to you know do this again and then us going to see infinity war together yeah. and then talk about it once it's finished and our yeah. thoughts about it so as well. I would like to think that 
we may have, I'm not going to say we're going to have one of the first reviews out, but we're probably going to be up there for early reviews for this movie. Obviously, press and stuff like yeah. that will have their non-spoiler stuff out. But because the UK in general gets it a day before the US, mm-hmm. we'll probably be the, one of the first ones that'll have some spoilery stuff floating about. Now, we're going to do, don't panic everyone, we will do spoiler-free, and then we'll be do a very small spoiler bit at the end. Or we might actually cut that bit off and put it the next day so nobody does yeah. get spoiled. We'll see how we feel. If there's something we think we just have to talk about, I think we, may we do, will like, do. <laughs> I think what might, might be an idea is do, do the episode, but then if we do, whenever we get up to the spoiler talk, cut that, and then the next day release that. So like, or you do put a spoiler it up free, as a separate episode. But do it as spoiler-free, and then the next one do it as a spoiler talk, yeah. but then just have the full episode so it's unedited. So if you want to listen to spoiler free one listen to it on the 26th if you want to listen to spoiler one then you listen to it on the 27th and it'll say Mm. you know it'll be episode 101 and episode 102 so it gives the next episode too well with an idea for 101 with an idea for 101 Uh, we're talking about uh, 101 Dalmatians yeah we're going to do episode 101 is going to be a full uh, Disney 101 Dalmatians breakdown we're going to do the cartoon and the live action and the same for episode 102 we're going to talk about the 102 the straight to Disney DVD sequel that is complete BS we will not be doing that although I did ask are you sure it's BS? I did ask Robbie about RetroShock reviews and said do you have any requests for what we could do? yeah and you know one of them was he asked Page Master okay and I was like and then he picked something else. I can't even remember what it was. And I went, why are you picking such random stuff? I expected something like Back to the Future or something like that. And then he pick, went... Page. Pick something everybody likes. Yeah, it was like Page Master. It was like, what, the animation with Macaulay Culkin? Really? <laughs> Get a but, uh, yes, thank you all for being a part of this. We really appreciate it. Um, I would say here's to the next 100 episodes, but you don't know what happens in life. Let's just enjoy the ride while we have it. I think that's a fair thing to say. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think you're going to kick us off. I am. With our first list. Who have you got in front of you? I am going to start with probably one that you said was very bizarre to you. Was my good friend. Straight, straight out the gate. Yeah, it was my good friend Karen, who sent me hers last night. Um, number 18 is Doctor Strange. Okay. Um I could understand Doctor Strange being maybe in the latter half of people's list, yeah. but 18, not for me. I think she just felt it was very, very, not to coin a phrase, but very, very strange. Just like the way the the, you know, I can like get the, that. the whole graphic stuff. I can, I can get that because it, that is kind of, was that really our first proper big glimpse into magic? I think it kind of was. Probably. Yeah. But then, whenever you think about it, that... I Some think, of those trippy scenes. And I think all. a lot of people's least favourite season of Arrow is the one with Damien Dark, which is focused on Makes magic. Sense. So, people don't like that magic. Um, number 17, Captain America, First Avenger. I, I, can, I can agree with that, yeah. The one that seems to be on a lot of people's lower half in the list, and to be honest with you... It's going to hurt you, is it? It is Incredible Hulk. Um, I think though if this had Ruffalo in it instead of Norton I think it's mm. maybe higher up but I think also that and we'll maybe get into this a bit more when we get to our lists um, because obviously Hulk's one of your favourite characters yeah. mm-hmm. and if not your favourite character oh he is my favourite I think this is very much a under the radar MCU movie because Iron Man came out it was like yeah. Iron Man yeah. you know and then 
Hulk came out shortly after, and it was like get us Iron Man two. Yeah, you know. I think because as well we had a Hulk movie prior to that. I think that did it some hurt as well. Uh, number fifteen is Ant Man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, number fourteen is Guardians of the Galaxy two. I can I can feel that yeah. Uh, number thirteen is Captain America Winter Soldier. Okay, I find that a wee bit low, but this is the point now where we're walking into the territory where it can go anywhere now, and yeah. this, it's the mid pack I yeah. find of the MCU it's from, where things can get really. It's from about up. twelve to about six. That you know your top ones, you know your bottom, but your middle it can is go just, anywhere. You know, because that, that's and it's I mentioned it on past episodes. It was that mid pack. Yeah, that was the real struggle for me because number twelve is Spider Man Homecoming. Mm-hmm. Uh, number 11 was Thor Ragnarok which he actually had two other places and then it went further down I, so no- I noticed that it started at number 8 then it went down to number 9 then it went down to number 11 I noticed that uh, number 10 is Iron Man 3 I'm surprised that's as high to be honest mm-hmm. and this is from an Iron Man fan number 9 is Thor Dark World which okay. I was surprised at interested I would, love to, I would love to hear what she has to say about how she feels that's better than Ragnarok um, I think more maybe because of Loki. That okay. could be why. Okay. Um, number eight, Avengers Assemble. Okay, um, I'll be a bit shocked by that as number well. Number seven actually has the Age of Ultron above Avengers okay, Assemble. Okay, that's... Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number six, Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay, yeah, yeah. Number five, Captain America Civil War. Mm-hmm. Number four, Thor. Again, she's a big Thor fan. See, I, I'm, Thor isn't that high on my list. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those ones that I toyed about with in my mid-pack. Yeah. Um, probably didn't end up as high as I originally thought it was going to be, but I do feel the original Thor is a very underrated movie. Okay. Number three is Black Panther. I can get that, yeah. And then number two is Iron Man 2. Okay. And then number one is Iron Man 1. Okay, well, I can agree with that. Yeah. I can agree with that. Um, Iron Man 2 definitely wouldn't be up there for me. I can see why folks would have a special place in their heart for it, though, because, you know, yes, like we were just mentioning, kind of Hulk flew under the radar. Mm-hmm. Iron Man was the one who put the MCU on the map. Well, as so everybody would have been like, give us number two. Now. As we said, as was shown in that, um, the Avengers behind the scenes thing was Bruce, or oh, Mark Ruffalo says that Robert Downey Jr. is basically the godfather of this. He made this happen. And, um, Obviously, with Iron Man, Iron Man is the only film to have two films in one phase. Yeah, you know because we don't, we, you know, we get Thor two, but it is after. So it's always usually one movie a phase. Yeah, yeah. So we get that if after. you're lucky nowadays. Yeah. So thank you, Karen, for sending that in. Indeed, thank you, Karen. Very interesting list. Yeah, exactly. I would, I, I would love to hear. This is the thing with some of these lists. We've got some of these lists, but I would love at times just to hear from folks and just see. You know what is your actual proper reasoning? Why do you yeah. feel this is above this? Yeah, Maybe that's something for the future. We'll contact the yeah, guys back and it's, say it's something that once we get to my list, there was a key thing that I, did, you know, whenever I did it, there was a key component that made it easier, and I'll got touch you. on that whenever we get there. Okay, so I've got from Twitter here now. I don't have the individual's name, but I have their Twitter handle, and it's N I G Graha. G-R-A-H-A. Uh, this is a guy from Northern Ireland. I think he's, Northern a, Ireland. he's a pilot, hence the N-I, All right. in the Twitter handle. Uh, so starting from the bottom again, this is such a drastic change 
from the last yeah. list because Iron Man 2 was number 2 for her. Mm-hmm. Iron Man 2 is number 18. Okay. On his list. Fair enough. Uh, we then go number 17 which is Iron Man 3. Or as I've always said should be called just Tony Stark. Tony Stark, yeah. Because it's nothing to do with Iron Man. Like, I can completely agree that I maybe wouldn't rank Iron Man 3 second last. He says this now forgetting his own list. Um, <laughs> I'm not talking about my list until I know Iron Man 3 is in the lower parts of my list. Um, second last, maybe tad harsh. Um, this is an interesting one uh, for 16. Age of Ultron. Okay. What do you think? Wee bit low? <sighs> it's a hard one because Ultron is definitely, when it comes to Avenger movies, mm-hmm. by far weaker than the first. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, you had the big boom of the first one and, you know, like you had Loki as the bad guy, etc. Whereas I think with Ultron, I think the main thing to do Ultron is that they give us Black Widow. I think that was the main takeaway from that. Whereas obviously I think with Quicksilver, they shouldn't have killed him. They should have kept him, in my opinion. Um, but I think with that, it's it's a, it's a good film for me. Um, but I think... It has its flaws. It has its flaws, but... I think because of, like, Guardians, you had the hype of Guardians 1, yeah. and then once Guardians 2 came out, everyone expected that, and with Avengers 1 being the global juggernaut it was, Age of Ultron can... I'll talk more about it when we do our lists, but there's a key thing for me that really hurts Age of Ultron. Um, this is hurt. <laughs> um, after that, so this would be... Uh, 16. I have to get my numbers right. 18, 17, 16. No, 15. 15. Uh, Thor the Dark World above Ultron. Okay. Uh, 14, Guardians 2. So is that two lists back to back? Guardians was 14. Guardians 2, sorry. Yeah, and in our next list, it is one number below that. This is the interesting thing about Guardians 2. It's that mid-pack issue. Mm -hmm. Like you say, folks came to expect a certain thing and maybe number two didn't deliver on it as much as they were hoping so it's down the list but this is where there's a shocker on this one number 13 guardians one i can okay can you get that yeah yeah so again just about there's again something we'll talk about it, it does at the end of the day we're creeping now into that sort of uh early teens into the you know seven eight nines where there's that mid pack where it could just swing either way for yeah, some people yeah because the next one you know like there's some really interesting ones in the the mid pack compared to the the bottom half of it you know once you get to thirteen you start going really uh-huh. you know and that that's that's the weird thing um so that would make twelve antma okay similar sort of areas I think to the previous list mm-hmm. and I think from having seen across the lists. That's the sort of ballpark area Ant Man tends to lie on average. Is that sort of, sort of eleven, twelve, sort of an area on okay. most folks' lists. Yeah. Um. After Ant Man, so number eleven is Doctor Strange. Right. I can see that. Uh, number ten is the original Thor. Okay. Number nine is the first Captain America. All right. So that's considerably higher than the previous list. Yeah. So that's 17 to 9. Yeah. Uh, Spider-Man, 8. Civil War, at 7. Yeah. Yeah. It's just on the edge. Yeah. Just on the edge, I think, for me. Um, Black Panther, number 6. 
I can get that. Uh, first Iron Man number five. Uh, Avengers Assemble. I've done the numbers wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that would be four. Sorry for okay. Iron Man. Uh, then Avengers Assemble. First Avengers number three. Thor Ragnarok number two. Mm-hmm. And Winter Soldier number one. Okay, I can get that with Winter Soldier. Um, Winter Soldier and Civil War are definitely ones that keep creeping up yeah. in folks' top fives. They're, they're, you know, they're like the rotating yeah. ones, really. And that's when... Now, I don't have them with me. I did an average of everybody's uh, rankings. And we'll maybe talk about those more when we do our actual Infinity War review. But when I worked out the averages, there was point one of a percent <laughs> difference between Civil War and Winter Soldier to determine their positions oh, wow. on okay. the list. So that shows you, just yeah. like you say, how just they can swap mm-hmm. about when it comes to people's lists. Before we move on to the next list then. has a question. Um, so obviously we've been talking about Guardians of the Galaxy and such like that. Um, Guardians 1 had like an epic soundtrack which again very much like if people watched, went to watch The Greatest Showman or whatever went and immediately bought the soundtrack for that is, that is one movie I did not think would be mentioned uh, on this show let alone episode 100 well, there we go. The Greatest Showman <laughs> I've never seen it but I know that Neither a lot I. of people who went and seen it and bought the soundtrack immediately after it which they did with Guardians Yeah. so excluding Guardians 1 and 2 what for you has the best soundtrack Marvel movie wise? The MCU. Oh. Probably Avengers. Mm-hmm. I'd probably say the original Avengers for me. I think it's that. Maybe not the overall score. I think this is probably a, the one one of the big downsides that the MCU has. Bar the likes of the Guardians. Yeah. The soundtracks overall aren't crazy memorable or crazy strong there's maybe the few tracks here yeah. and there mm-hmm. yeah. that you grab onto like for example I'll go for uh, in Civil War when Tony uh, has just left the raft and is in the helicopter mm-hmm. and he sticks his finger in the console and the suit goes around him and he drops out of the helicopter and flies away that whole piece of music yeah. in that build up I absolutely adore I think it's brilliant it's a scene I just can sometimes just wind back and watch over and over again yeah being an Iron Man guy, that's not a shock at all here. But I think, and it's probably, again, it's probably slightly nostalgia thing because I have a thing for Alan Silvestri's music, um, part of why I enjoyed Ready Player One as well. Mm-hmm. He was involved. Is that Avengers theme? Oh, yeah, yeah. That yeah. he did in the first Avengers is one you just cannot forget. You can hum along to it. You Even know, in the trailers, obviously, whenever yeah. they kind of that's what I found. I, when I when I went to see Ready Player One, there the, the trailer for Avengers came on, mm-hmm. and of course the music's blaring in the in the cinema, so you can you know get away having a wee sing song with yeah. that sort of thing. So it's just like when that final beat comes on, like mm, 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 mm-hmm. you know, it's yeah. so so catchy and so memorable. So if there was a soundtrack, I'd have to go for by default. I'd probably have to go for the Avengers because I'd want that track. Yeah, I mean. I would agree with you there. Obviously, people were saying about the Black Panther soundtrack, which for me wasn't really something that I would go, oh, I want to go. We mentioned that, that in the review, yeah. Um, Spider Man's wasn't that bad for me. I really, like you say, you know, like the Avengers theme is great, but for me, one I kept listening to on Spotify and I was Ant Man's. 
Yeah, like, I can get that. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. that was really catchy. You know, but it always reminds you of something back in the day, like a spy. You yeah, know, like I really dig the way the theme they're going for for the Ant Man and the Wasp mm-hmm. movie. It's the one that's on its main titles and yeah. its trailer. I really, really like. It's completely different. It's almost like very synthetic. Yeah, um, so it is. But like you say, there hasn't been a lot of outright. There's, there's start been, to finish. Yeah, there's been memorable. Tracks. Soundtracks, but it's like that's like you having a Star Wars soundtrack and then going. I only like one. I only like one, you know, like, and that's not achievable at all. But I just thought I would throw that question out at you. So, that's a good question. Um, our next list is from our good pal Robbie Rebel. Um, Who did? <laughs> yeah, he creates fool. Roberto. So, um, right, number eighteen is the Incredible Hulk. This is I can see this being a common factor. Oil Hulk yeah. being in the yeah. Bitter depths of the lists. Yeah. Um, number 17, Captain America, the first Avenger. Um, okay, I think yeah. for people, it's, that it's too long. I think, and I will go back, I can't remember the episode number, folks, but it was a brilliant episode that we did um, way back when, where, it's funny, It was in, I think it was the build-up to the first Avengers. Yeah, with where Ryan st- and Pixel Land. Yeah, where we started, you know, we were discussing kind of, who you know what were our favorite movies mm-hmm. in phase one yeah that's crazy to think that um and they were very much captain america and captain we were, america we number one out of the lot no. whereas we were like eh. yeah. i do stress to this day i think it is primarily because that first movie is very much yay america world war Two. we went and helped beat the nazis <sighs> and you know here's our superhero doing it sort of thing whereas we're over here going well, we were a part of it too, sort of yeah. thing. You know, Captain America. I you know, Captain Britain movie then. You know, we don't connect with them like that. Now, that's, again, something I think changes as the Captain America movies go on. Mm-hmm. That it goes away from that, yay, America. I think, I think Captain America movies get better. Whereas I think, like Iron, fine Ma- wine. I think Iron Man's ones get worse. Mm-hmm. That's an a f- absolutely fair shout. Um, 16 Thor The Dark World. Again, like we said, you know, bottom tier. Uh, number 15, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. So that's, again, jump from Karen's list, which was number 14, and Robbie's is number 15. Uh, number 14, Thor. Yep, okay. 13, Ant-Man. See, it's at 11, 12, 13 yeah. spots. 12, Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, 11, Iron Man. Now, okay. So that's Iron Man has been ranked... Less than third and second one on his list. Wowzers. Yeah. Um, it really does just show you personal taste. I know. Number 10, Doctor Strange. Okay, yeah. Nine, Black Panther. Okay, yeah. See, that's, we're in this mid-territory yeah. again where it can fly anywhere. Eight, Iron Man 3. Wow. Mm-hmm. But that's the question then I would say is, um, it's not something I've ever actually asked Robbie, is I wonder is he a big Shane Black guy? Because it's a Shane Black movie, and that's what people I've always heard have said about Iron Man Three has been, it's maybe not a good Iron Man movie. I think, but wh- it's a good Shane Black movie. I think one thing that Robbie wrote on Twitter was he was more interested in the fallout from the first Avengers, to do with you know like him Tony experience what he was going PTSD through to do with like that, you yeah. know like the nuke you know and that kind of thing. I can get that. Yeah. Uh, seven Thor Ragnarok. That's yeah yeah. yeah. Six Iron Man Two. Wow, yeah. I would I did not expect that from Robbie. Uh, he likes the guy with the bird. 
5 Avengers Age of Ultron. Mm. 4 Winter Soldier. Yeah. 3 Avengers. Okay. 2 Captain America Civil War mm-hmm. and number 1 Guardians of the Galaxy. A new Guardians of the Galaxy would be Okay, that's interesting. Up, up there for him because I knew he really enjoyed the um, soundtrack and everything yeah. like that so I know that whenever I was over there not too, um, like a while ago he had it on his car and we were all singing yeah. along to it and whatever and that's the thing that I think which resonates with people is it has a good storyline but it has an even better soundtrack as well yeah. um, whereas I think in the second one it's there but it's not utilised as good yeah. but that list especially towards getting towards the kind of the top five Again, keeps hitting on that thing about Civil War, yeah, Avengers. Those sort of yeah. movies are right up there for it, folks. Yeah, like in the top five, you had two Captain America movies. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know, they're right up there for folks. But it doesn't show you Robbie's list completely correlates with what what I was saying about Cap. Mm-hmm. First Avenger, way down our lists, being yeah. not from America. First Avenger, I would suspect very much for Americans would probably be. A lot higher up the yeah. lists, um, but then well, we'll find out with Mike. those those later Captain America ones. Boom, yeah, right up the lists. Shall we move on move to on. the next list? So this is from uh, Reese Gilligan, who very kindly sent us a direct message. Does he message. have an island? He might do. Oh. I'll reply to him and ask. You do that and ask if he has Gilligan's Island. <laughs> Probably not the first time he's heard that joke. I'm sorry. I know we're sorry, Reese. Uh, n- number 18 Thor 2 okay Dark World 17 Hulk yeah. poor, poor Chris I know. Um, I'm not going to tell you what the average score worked out for Hulk oh probably minus something <laughs> 16 Iron Man 2 okay uh, 15 Thor I was, just, I was working out whether that was Thor or Thor Ragnarok for a second sorry uh, then we have Cap 1. Okay. Which is again in that sort of area where I can get that. Um, Iron Man 3. Right. Next okay. up. Uh, then we have Doctor Strange. So we're getting into that sort of area now where we're in those low teens creeping towards 10. Mm-hmm. So we are. again, I think that's a sort of rough area Doctor Strange sort of ends up on average through a lot of people's lists is sort of again in that around that 11, 12. 13 sort of spot okay uh spider-man ant-man and we're heading into that territory that yeah. mid-pack territory um first iron man black panther okay age of ultron is in you know is creeping towards that top five mm-hmm. so it is uh thor ragnarok now this is probably one of the higher ratings i would say for this movie uh, and that is the number five slot goes to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Okay. Uh, number four is the first Avengers. <laughs> Sorry, it's funny you say that because some of the others on list. my next list it's at number six. What a shot. So um, four is first Avengers, three is the first Guardians, two is Winter Soldier, and one is Civil War. What were we saying about the Captain America movies again? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're always going to be in the hunt in that top five. Yeah. So yeah, at least I think people will have at least one Captain America, if not two, in their top. Let me say this is I'm not slighting you here, Reese, at all or anything like that. Yes. (laughs) But for me, this is probably on the whole so far Mm -hmm. the least dramatic list. 
Right. There's no big drastic outlier for me. Okay. In here, I can completely understand how somebody would rate this this way. The only one I feel maybe is just a tad high is probably Volume 2 okay. for Guardians. But on the whole, pretty solid list, Reese. Right. Um, good friend Johnny Young from work sent me his. He sent his in Letterbox. Lovely. Right. Very good, Johnny. So number 18, um, Incredible Hulk. Um, number 17, Iron Man 3. Number 16, Thor. Number okay. 15, Black Panther. Okay. So again, this is like the second list where it's been in the bottom five. Yeah, this is um, this is interesting, and it's again something I've picked up from folks' list. It he is has been he a wee bit division. He's a big Bucky fan, and that's why okay. because of Civil War and the feud between was Bucky. He, was he expecting more Bucky, or I think he maybe just doesn't like Black Panther because of the way him and Bucky interacted in Civil War. Okay, I think yeah, that's that. why. Okay, so he's a Bucky fanboy. Yeah, yeah. And he like, didn't like Bucky getting caught. Exactly, okay. yes. So he's actually <laughs> ranked that above Iron Man 2, or below Iron Man 2, Wowzers. and Thor of the Dark World, which come in number 14 and 13 respectively. That's quite high for Dark World. Yeah, that's probably one of the highest, I think, we've had it. Um, number 12 is the original Iron Man, which is probably the one that's been in the lower part, you know, like mm-hmm. near the relegation zone, if you're thinking mm-hmm. Premier League football. You know, so we like you're in that bottom thirty-five don't, points. Don't do you know. it to me, folks. Don't do it to me. Um, Eleven, Captain America: The First Avenger. So yeah. he's actually ranked it's that. One of the higher ones from so folks from here. He's actually ranked that above all three Iron Man movies. If you think of it that way. I respectfully disagree with you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> um, number ten is Ant Man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number nine is Civil War. Uh, eight is Age of Ultron. Followed closely by Seven, which is the original Avengers. Ooh, that's that's creeping a wee bit low for the original Avengers for me. Number six is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Right, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. sort of. Five is Winter Soldier. So again, another in that, Canada, yeah, in in top, that top five. five territory, yeah. Number four, Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay, yeah, yeah. And he, was, he knew, out of the gate, he knew his top three. Yeah. Like whenever I asked him to do this, he knew what his top three were. And there was no messing around. Um, which were um, Spider-Man Homecoming number three. That's its highest ranking so far. Doctor then. Strange number two and Thor Ragnarok number one. Okay, so probably in regards to the lists we've had so far, probably two and three are probably surprises there. Yeah. So they are because nobody's really had the likes of Doctor Strange anywhere near those high reaches just yet. So it's mainly been that sort of low teens mm-hmm, yeah. creeping towards 10 slot right okay so before we move on question um iron right okay we have to assemble a new team with oh, up to no. five people so who do we pick because uh, i did have a question that iron man hulk aside who are our favorite avengers can, can pick two each but this is more fun because we can pick five people i'm gonna try and think of it logically and we're it's most likely gonna go. Okay. No, uh, pick your dream team. You don't. You don't do a fantasy football but ins- thing. But the way you're saying it is instead of. No, you have to assemble. Or oh, is it team. just? Is it just Dream Five? Yeah. So just pick your. T- all right. Okay. You dream have five. to. You have this. You have these old people sound here, and. <laughs> okay. okay I got, Alan, Alan, Alan Price's Nick Fury. I got it. Uh, Iron Man. Duh. Okay. Um. Hulk. 
Captain Marvel, even though I haven't seen her in the MCU. Okay. Character intrigues me. Um, this is where we get tricky now. We're down to the final two spots. Now, bear in mind, you can pick up to five people. It doesn't have to be people who are Avengers. Yeah. So you can't pick a Guardians people or Avengers or whatever. Sherry, Mike, say. <laughs> no, I'm only joking. Um, let me think. Can I pick bad guys? <laughs> no. 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 Um, so what was it? Iron Man, Hulk, Captain Marvel. I'll go Black Widow. Okay. Because I like the Black Widow character. And uh, let's go for finally... Black Panther. Okay. I like the Black Panther character. Um, Spider-Man, Hulk, Iron Man, Doctor Strange, and... God, what did I pick? Thor? Ant-Man. Poor Hawkeye, neglected again. <laughs> oh yeah. So back over to me now for lists. It is, is it? yes, yeah. yes. I've got many more. Do you have? I have two more. So do I. That's okay. It's worked out well. So, Mister Mike Lacey, oh, how are you this evening? We will rip this apart. <laughs> that is incorrect. Okay, number eighteen. Mm-hmm. Iron Man three. Okay. I can get it. I yep. can get it beyond the lower reaches. Seventeen. Age of Ultron. Okay. Now I can I can see how Ultron would be yeah. divi- dividing for it people. It is it for me that is a very for me that is the marmite of the um, MCU that is either one you absolutely love or you absolutely loathe, you know. Um, but yeah, I can get where he's coming from, you know. Um, and again, this may be one that again he has other movies that he particularly enjoyed rather than doing with that. So, 16, Guardians 2. Okay. 15, The Dark World, Thor. 14, Iron Man 2. 13, Ant-Man, in that territory again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thor, the original, 12. Now, here's a pleasant surprise for you, Chris. The Incredible Hulk, number 11. <laughs> I, th- I think that's probably its highest ranking to be fair across yeah all I think lists. I don't even think to be honest I don't you think would rank I it that high. have even ranked it that high not saying something you're a Hulk fan mm-hmm. uh, now this is a shock number 10 Civil War I think that's probably what, it's lowest ranking I think yeah. we've I think we've had like a 7 yeah it's normally in the single top digits fives. still yeah. top 5s mm-hmm. um, number 9 uh, Thor Ragnarok okay and here we go Number eight, the original Captain America. Mm. Again, American tastes. America. <laughs> uh, number seven, Spider-Man Homecoming. Number six, Doctor Strange. Number five, Black Panther. Number four, the original Iron Man. Number three, the original Avengers. Number two, Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm. And number one, Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. I think we have... A movie. We're we're probably so far. There's two or three movies really in the hunt mm-hmm. for the overall number one slot. Yeah, and I think that's boiling down to the two caps, and probably the original Avengers. They're all fairly up there, up there on the average. Okay. So that's Mike's list. Thank you very much for your list, Mike. See, we didn't actually tear it about no. too much. We'll do for, that off for a man, I must say, 
I'm sorry to keep hammering this nail on the head. <laughs> Mike, for a guy who didn't like Black Panther. For a man that didn't like Shuri in Black Panther, you fairly ranked Black Panther high. Mm, I thought that have, would have been a big deductor for could you. Could have been higher without her. <laughs> um, next list is from Ryan, who I work with. Um, number 18 is Black Panther because he has not seen that yet. So he just put that at the bottom. <laughs> I was about to go. <laughs> so he hasn't uh, watched that. Um, so that's why it's just down the bottom. There was no point putting it in the list. Obviously, you haven't seen it. So uh, Number 17, Incredible Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 16, Iron Man 3. Yeah, I can get that. 15, Iron Man 2. Mm-hmm. 14, Thor Dark World, which for me shocks me because he is quite a big Thor fan. Yeah. You know, like Thor is his... Um, but I think you would. I think if you asked any MCU fan what was the weakest of the Thor movies, yeah. it's going to be Dark World. Um, this surprised me, 13, Winter Soldier. Wow. Mm-hmm. That is low. Yeah. Um... There's a few interesting things I have to say about Winter Soldier, but we'll talk about it when okay. we get to our lists. Uh, 12, Iron Man. Mm-hmm. 11, Age of Ultron. Yeah, okay. 10, Doctor Strange. Yeah. 9, Ant-Man. Cool. 8, Guardians 2. Mm. 7, Spider-Man. Okay, yeah. And then, um, yeah, so he's actually ranked, yeah, so 6 is Civil War, 5 is Captain America. The first Avenger, which is actually ranked higher than the Winter Soldier and Civil War. Wow. So again, you still have two... So that's a boy from here, yeah, ranking yeah. original cap quite mm-hmm. highly then? Yeah. Okay. Um, people trying to call me a liar, how very dare you? Four, event, the original Avengers. Three, Guardians 1. Two, Thor. The original? Yeah. Okay, yeah. And then number one, Thor Ragnarok. Okay, cool. So that adds up to obviously what you're saying, he's a big Thor fan. Yeah. Um, I'll just repeat what I've said about the original Thor. I think it's a very underrated movie. Do I think it's number two? Probably, Probably not. It was on a channel the other night there that I watched it on, and one thing that always takes me to the fair is his eyes. Yeah. Because it either has makeup on or it has contacts on, but if you watch it again and you look at his Do eyes... Do you know what actually really catches me now? I haven't watched it in a long time, but I'll see clips of it mm-hmm. about when you know, there's like YouTube videos and things. Do you know what really throws me off about him? Is the beard... The beard and the hair. Yeah. Yeah. It's so different to what we're used to now. Because... I know obviously it's shaved now, but the Thor from Thor 2 and the beginning of Ragnarok, Mm -hmm. the longer hair, it's so drastically different. It is very L'Oreal because I'm worth it. (laughs) But I feel the beard especially. Okay. When you look at it in certain shots. Yeah. Is that a beard or has that been pasted on? It's because of the eyes as well. If you look at his features there and put it into Thor 2, it's very, very different. So, before we move on to our final lists that yes, we have. before ours. Um, obviously, we have our favourite Avengers. For you, what would be your favourite secondary character? So, you Ooh. know, like, favourite back, not a background character, but somebody who isn't... Somebody who kind of, you know, like, obviously we have Black Panther, who's helped by Shuri. Yes. You know, like, oh, we yeah, have... Right. So, like, uh, like, a War Machine or something like that. Yes, War Machine's an Avenger, but... In terms of Iron Man, him. Not e- not even that, you know. Like, Am I being a bit critical? <laughs> not even that, but you could have, say, you know, like for me, my favourite is um, Michael Douglas's character in Ant-Man. He would be up there for me. Um, yeah. Because whenever he got shot, yeah. I was like, don't you oh, dare don't, die. Don't, don't do you it. dare die. 
but for me the like i've said before you know you look at the likes of the kate blanchett's the michael douglas the tommy lee jones the robert redford's who've all been who've all been in this anthony hopkins okay yeah anthony hopkins for me um especially in the first thor when he casts him out yeah you know and he's just you know that booming voice it's not even you believe he's Odin but it's the, even in Thor Ragnarok whenever it's Loki playing him and he's going like, oh and then he says the S word and, oh, you know, yeah, like, and it's, it's just like, like that you know just so different yeah. portrayals mm-hmm. of the character but for me just seeing that first thing it's like I'm trying to think back because like what was it Thor was was it fourth Grand, fourth or fifth in the grand scheme of the chronology. Yeah, Iron Man, Hulk, Iron Man 2, Thor. You know, if you look back through them, Anthony Hopkins is probably the biggest name at that stage. Yes, you would say RDJ now. Yeah, but whenever you're thinking of... Back then. as it, But even whenever you're thinking of as a supporting character. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, because... who will I can never remember the guy's name who's in the original Iron Man. The guy who plays the bad guy. Oh yes, I know who you mean. I should know this. Jeff, Jeff Bridges. Bridges. Jeff yeah. Bridges. Yeah. So I mean, he's up, he's up there, but at that time, yeah, not so much. Yeah. Whenever you get like a, a see from an that sort actor. of tour, yeah, yeah. It's like for sake, Hopkins did Shakespeare and all that sort mm-hmm. of stuff, and was renowned. I'm sure Hannibal, me, yeah. Hannibal Lecter. That's one of his biggest deals. Him at that point, and that I think that's probably what director Kenneth Branagh was going for mm-hmm. it's like right like, with, like, like we said Doctor Strange was kind of the first step into magic yeah this was the first step into sort of out in the different realms of yeah. the universe mm-hmm. sort of thing before we got to Guardians he wanted it to be believable people to invest in it and I think having the likes of Hopkins in there I think that's the thing though if Kenneth Branagh didn't do that movie would we have had Hopkins you know whenever we have a name like yeah. a Kenneth Branagh you know, and that's the thing is that you keep forgetting that I keep forgetting that he did that movie. Mm-hmm. You it's know, from here. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, and that's the thing. So, right. So we're moving on to my final list. Was not was, me? Sorry. Oh, it is you. Me? Sorry, I beg your pardon. No, I'm going to show you this list. Okay. And you're going to laugh. This is from uh, Joe Sheehan. This is one of the folks I hang around with at the ice hockey games. She's our drummer. Okay. So she has she has one arm like Popeye. After this season. That's a good Um because our team had many power plays and very few goals on said power plays, which meant two minutes of constant drumming. Um, but here's the list, right? And there's a lot of other writing okay. besides the stuff. Uh-huh. And you're going to notice something when I get towards the top of the list. Um, she got a bit keen on things. Right. And she's already ranked Infinity War. Okay. I don't know. Right. Maybe this is just a guesstimate of where she thinks it's going to fall in her favourites. That is something I would like to do once we've watched She doesn't it. actually say here exactly. Um, but she does actually... She's the first person to actually leave little comments at some points. Okay. So, starting from the bottom, and this might surprise some folks. 18 and 17. Hulk. No? No. Not far off. Uh, 18 and 17, respectively. Mm-hmm. First Guardians, second Guardians. Somebody is not a Guardians fan then. You see, no. my dad, he could not, he watched, started watching Guardians and then he did, he could not take to it. Yeah. He watched whenever they went, got into the jail and he says, I do not like that. Mm. And I think that's maybe because 
fair enough. Like, I think if you don't know the characters, yes, you know, I think that's why he liked the Iron Man, Captain America, yeah. Thor, Spider Man. Now, I've just realised I said 18 and 17. Mm -hmm. Technically, that should be 17 and 16 because Joe did leave a wee message at the bottom there saying she hasn't seen Black Panther yet. So Black Panther isn't on this list. So very much like Ryan Um, And actually, it's a lie. It could be 18 and 17 because she did rank of Infinity War. Okay. But uh, next up then on the list is Incredible Hulk, Chris. (laughs) Um, Then this is probably some of the lower rankings for these guys um, Ant-Man and Doctor Strange okay but they've been in that sort of low teens area creeping towards that low teens area uh, then we have next up Iron Man 3 Iron Man 2 okay back to back so again um, Captain America First Avengers quite high up then yeah she says after the first one I think these were both equally as good as each other so it's a fair point there you go they're normally like especially with the next list they're ranked very close together. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to spoil my list, but I, the theme might apply there too. Um, next up on the list is Civil War. That's fairly in the grand scheme again, on the lower end for again, Civil the War. the original Captain America is ranked higher than Civil War yeah. then. Um, Avengers Age Ultron. Cap the first Avenger. Okay. Uh, then it's Thor the Dark World and Thor. So again, that's a reasonably high ranking for the Dark World. I like the fact that with Guardians, Iron Man, Thor, together. they're both they're very close together. Yeah. They're and like she says, hard to choose between them. I like them equally the same. So she's like that for the latter Iron Mans and the first two Thors. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we have, uh, again, cropping up in that sort of top five discussion uh, is the Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. number five. Uh, first Iron Man, number four. Okay. Uh here we go. Avengers Infinity War Part 1, number 3. Okay. So, we shall soon see. I'm going to message Joe as soon as she's seen Avengers and ask her, well, was it number 3 on your list? Yeah. Um, we may need to retract that then and move it to number 2 or move it down to number 18. Yeah, so technically if you were to take that out, Iron Man would be uh, 3 and Winter Soldier would be 4. Uh, first Avengers number 2 mm-hmm. and Thor Ragnarok number 1. Fair enough. And she did say that it could change on a daily basis. So much like ourselves, right I up until it's recording. I think that's what a lot of people did with their list is that whenever you asked them to do it, they would say, okay, and they would think it'd be easy to do. And then once they actually got round to doing it, it was very, you know, maybe a couple of pages crumpled up or a couple of lines scored through, etc. Because what I did with mine is I wrote mine out first. Yes. To write it, and then I wrote down the, you know, like, in, in, and then wrote Letterboxd numbers. made my life so much easier. Yep. Just because you can just drag the list up oh, no. and down and just I just did it this way about. because with mine, I put them in from, I did them in rank, so I did them, like, my least favourite first, yeah. and then it just moved it all down, which was a lot handier. So my... Final list before From ours. our good friend Simon Michael Davies. SMD. Um, who did his... Unfortunately, Incredible Hulk was not number one on his list. It's number 18. Wah, wah, so he did wah. his from... I think we can categorically say at this point, Chris, that even your list can't recover the Incredible Hulk. I just like the fact from that... From being the, dead last. I like the fact that even though that film didn't do well, you know, like we have Hope with Age Ultron, Avengers, and Thor Ragnarok, you know, so... I still stress, and I've said it earlier, I do think the reason Hulk ranks so low on the list is because it's just one of those sleeper ones Mm -hmm. it came at a time when it was Iron Man Iron Man Iron Man 
and that was it. I think very much the same kind of could be said if Blade was part of the MCU. I think yeah. it would be in the latter part. Yeah. Um, Absolutely, yeah. Again, like your friends there, Iron Man 3, Iron Man 2 put together, Captain America, the first Avenger, and then Iron Man. So in his bottom so five... So the first Iron Man's reasonably low then? On yeah, so list. in his bottom five is all three Iron Man movies. SMD, we gonna have issues, boy. And then after that, Thor of the Dark World, um, Ant-Man, Age of Ultron, yeah, okay. Thor... <laughs> this is the problem when One, two, we three, when you get lists five, that people six, haven't seven, numbered. It's very right, hard. So Thor's number ten then. Yeah. Spider Man Homecoming number nine. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume two number eight. Okay. The original Avengers number seven. Ooh. The original Guardians number six. Okay. Right. It's going to be interesting here, isn't it? Thor Ragnarok number five. Right. Again, Winter Soldier number four. It's it's all in there. Doctor Strange number three. Black Panther number two okay. and. Civil War number one. So Civil War again in the hunt with Winter Soldier for the number one spot along with the original Avengers. I'm working this all out in my head from the averages I did earlier today. Um, interesting a few in places I wouldn't have thought they would have been but again it's that age old personal preferences. With the rising appearances of um, r- rising prices of first appearances of people in comic books, apart from our favourites like Iron Man, Hulk, yeah, if you were given a comic that had the first appearance of say like Hawkeye or Thor or whatever, what would be a character that you would love? Like Not obviously Iron Man over here, Hulk. I have like the first appearance of Scott Lang as Ant Man, have the first appearance of Hulk, the first appearance of you know Colossus, etc. Um, so who would be a Avenger that you would love to have, you know, as a graded? Because it's funny whenever we were talking about doing a Blade review, mm-hmm. one of the things I found was the cheapest first appearance of Blade was about £150. Right. And that was an ungraded one. Okay. So Tim Dracula well, number 10. The way I'm going to answer this is I'm going to look at my sort of mm-hmm. top list of movies. Okay. I'm going to, of course... You know, you're discounting your yeah. Iron mm-hmm. Man thing yeah. um, and who I'd logically want mm-hmm. and the highest of the lot outside the big boys would be Ant-Man okay so it would so thanks I'll take that <laughs> off the shelf there Chris um, what about you mine you have a fair collection there like so you've I think I would probably because I have that um Part of me would probably think of going for the likes of, say, a Doctor Strange, you know, because... Not a first edition, but... No, but a signed one at that, so... It's um, up there, though. That's, that's, yeah, that's but, still good. You know, meeting Cumberbatch and getting Cumberbatch to sign that is probably as close as I'm going to get to that. Very so. nice. So we're going to be changing up the format here, boys and girls, so course with everybody else's lists we were just rattling through them going you know all the way through but now because we're on our lists we're going to go interchanging so for example chris will say his 18 i'll say my 18 he'll say a 17 he'll say his 17 and so on and we'll maybe discuss each in a wee bit more depth as we go along once we've covered like so say we've covered like 18 is the same movie or 17 you know once we've got both movies covered in our list then we'll kind of talk yeah, so about it then for example if i was to go and say number 18 is such and such and chris was like oh well that's my number 12 yeah. or sorry 
he won't just sorry he won't disclose where it is in the list to me but he'll say it's a good bit down my list yeah we'll talk about it when we get to me and i'll do the same you want to go first there sir Alrighty, beauty before age (laughs) so so number 18 thor the dark world thor the dark world what a shock i I think this is something i hinted at in the previous episode that i thought we're probably going to be fairly on the money yeah for the bottom of the list so it's not bottom choice what to say about Thor The Dark World? Wasn't that a totally different movie and they had to add Tom Hiddleston into it? Yeah. Because... Because the response to it was not good without Loki. Yeah. And you can see where stuff has been. It's a very dark movie. Mm-hmm. It's a very, very dark movie, for especially for Marvel standards. Yeah. Um, and again, th- Christopher Eccleston in it too, yeah. which is very... Because that was the thing, see leading up to this movie, I enjoyed the first Thor. Oh yeah, and I was excited for this because, and partly as well. Oh, Christopher Eccleston's going to be the bad guy. It's going to be cool getting to see him play a different character, the Doctor and stuff. Because mm-hmm. again, this is not sort of just early phase two yeah. of the Marvel universe. So Eccleston was maybe four or five years out of yeah. playing the Doctor, um, and this was a fairly major movie role. This did not go well for him. No. Uh, he I think is, this is not a memorable villain. I think this is one, like, Doctor Who doesn't really talk about that much. Yeah. You know. It's, I, I wouldn't blame him at all. But no, this is a movie that I don't think, bar maybe flicking through channels at some mm. point, I have ever watched again since seeing it in the cinema. One of my biggest things that is to do with my ranking is replay value. Can I watch Thor the Dark World? If you know, because I said to people, if you were to do the Marvel Cinematic Universe, like I know Robbie is working his way through in chronological order, he's fairly far along now. What way would you watch it? You know, what movie would you put on first to get out of the road, and what movie would you put on last? Yeah, you know, like so he's been doing his chronological. Yeah, so if you were building up, you know, like like our lists could be the way, like the Thor the Dark World, I. Uh, own on Blu-ray and I don't think I've it's been touched out of that. <laughs> you know, like, and that's the thing about it. So, But uh, it's a case of, I'm not saying it's a terrible movie, but by Marvel standards, yeah, it's right down there at the bottom. So what's number 17 then? Number 17 then, and this will be interesting, Captain America the First Avenger. Oh, that is higher up my list as mine is Iron Man 3. Okay. Uh, are you wanting to hold off on the first Avenger, or are you happy enough to chat about it now? Is it well, far well, up your list? Or? It's, no, it's a couple, a couple ahead. Okay, we'll leave it for now. Okay. So, uh, 16 for me, mm-hmm. The Incredible Hulk. 16 for me is Iron Man 2, but we can talk about I, Incredible Hulk now, I, I, I if you that. wish. Um, I, well, I'll let you mainly talk about it, because it's your movie. With Hulk... Um, obviously with the first Hulk that's like one that's taken out of the brain the Ang Lee Hulk I did watch that not too long ago and I do like Edward Norton as it but one thing I don't particularly like in it is Liv Tyler right okay Um, I do like your guy who plays General Ross I can't remember his name and then obviously you know like this is the the whenever we have like the end credit scene and stuff like that and then we have Tony Stark talking to him and things like that um it's not a terrible movie but just whenever you look at it in the grand scheme of things it's it's something that you wish was held off maybe and you had ruffalo you know like you had maybe the whole i understand what they were doing was 
unlike DC, they were establishing the characters before you put them all together. Yeah. You know, there's no point having a jigsaw and then trying to put things together without the picture showing. Yeah. You know, like, and that's the best way I can surmise it. Whereas you have all the pieces together, but I really wish that we had a single Hulk movie with Ruffalo instead of Norton because then obviously he came out, he wasn't happy with it or whatever, and he said that he wouldn't go back to doing it yeah. again. And then that's whenever they cast Ruffalo. I think the closest we've got to a Hulk movie is Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, and, think, and even then, that's a tandem. Yeah, but at the at the end of the day, you're hearing him talk, and that's the first time outside Lou Ferrigno that you Ruffalo hear is, Hulk yeah. speak. You know, yeah. like, and that's good to have that dichotomy as well. And it's a shame because we're not really ever going to see a proper Hulk standalone because, because of, the rights were universal. I think yeah, it is, and, isn't it? Yeah, because Ruffalo has said that Marvel have reached out and they don't want to make any money. Is the way Ruffalo put Which it. Just crazy. And it's like, why? You know, like, you, you know, like at the end of the day, yes, you're making tons of money off Fast and the Furious and stuff like that. But what's a few more million in the bank? But you look, know, look at Spider Man. I mean, yeah. apart from. If I was Universal, I would look and say, well, look what it's done for Sony. Exactly. Um, like, fair enough, like, the that Jumanji film with The Rock has been Sony's best grossing movie that's ever. That's crazy. That's crazy, And that's beat the likes of the I would original Spider-Man. It's a good year. movie. I watched it the other week. I have to watch it. I have it sitting. It, it is quite an enjoy. Like, it's stupid in places. But have you watched the Baywatch movie? I've seen bits of it. Okay. Think that, but a little bit better. But better, yeah. that's okay. So, what number did we get to? I was sixteen. Okay, so number fifteen is Iron Man three. So okay, that's well, you know that's an Iron Man fan. Okay, and I'm happy to admit Iron Man three is down there in the grand scheme. Fifteen for me is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Wow, I did not expect it to be that low for you on the list. Um, well, you let it's me. O- it's, it's only it's only a, it's only a couple. You let uh, me talk about. Hulk, so go on ahead and talk about why Iron Man is Iron Man 3 because obviously we, Gu- Guardians Volume 2 isn't too far down so we can talk about that shortly okay um, again I don't dislike Iron Man 3 it's again we're now getting towards that sort of tough area you know creeping towards the mid pack of these Marvel movies where you know you can flick a coin yeah and number six could go to number 12 mm-hmm. very, very quickly. And I just don't think it's up there. The killer thing for me about Iron Man 3, bar the fact that it's Tony Stark. Yeah. I appreciate like what Robbie liked about you know seeing the fallout from Avengers and all, mm-hmm. and having the PTSD, which carries on for a considerable bit. Yeah. In the Marvel Universe, we see it in Civil War and all as well. He's you know still very guilty mm-hmm. when the woman corners him and stuff yeah, like that in Civil some, War. Yeah. Um, but I think the thing for me with Iron Man 3, it's the villain. It's oh, the yeah. bait and switch. Mm-hmm. At the time, and I still do laugh about it, mm-hmm. but it's the fact you go out and get an actor the calibre of Ben Kingsley yeah. and you tease everybody you're getting the Mandarin, which would be, you would probably say in, in it all, Iron Man's Red Skull. Yeah. Red Skull is to Captain America yeah. what Mandarin is to Iron Man. Yeah. He's his guy. And it's crazy to think now, here we are, we're at the tail end of Phase uh, 3, about to creep into Phase 4, and Iron Man hasn't properly faced his main villain. True. Um... Again, like I said, don't get me wrong, I laughed 
at the Ben Kingsley scenes where he's travel slattery and you know yeah. watching the football game yeah. and falling asleep and all. Yeah. But it was those scenes you saw, especially in the trailer, the way they build it up in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Is you're like America, and you know, yeah. them doing these, you know, terrorist propaganda. And then you have an ex-neighbor's person to be like the villain in it. <laughs> whenever you think about it's it, it's like, when you go from Ben Kingsley to that. Yeah, you're just like, wow. I could understand because around the time, like I had a few people who were more comic book savvy than I was back then. Yeah. And, you know, they really felt that that was a slap in the face because that was, you know, they read the comics and, you know, this is, like you say, this is like, say, Captain America, Red Skull, Thor, Loki, Hulk, you know, pretty much everyone. Um, but with the likes of that, that they turned this... I like even Hulk had Abomination. Yeah, with this, well, the movie was that. Um, <laughs> but even with this character, you had a villain and we still really haven't had a proper Marvel villain apart from Loki you know like whether we get it in Thanos or not but mm. that has always been their problem is that they're good at the heroes but the, like you and look Kevin at Kevin Feige argues so it's about the heroes it's not about the villains they're the guys but you do need that something would you have would you have a good Star Wars movie though if Die you Dark had Vader. exactly you know and that's the thing you know like whenever people are always clambering for Loki and more things you know like and then we had him in Ragnarok and we're going to have an Infinity War which mm-hmm. is good but people I think clambered him too much but I think it's very telling from what I have always read it was never planned but the fact that Marvel went out of their way to record that little short mm-hmm. with Ben Kingsley I think what was it like Heel to the King or something like that when his Trevor Slattery character is in jail and they attempt to assassinate him for besmirching the name of the Mandarin basically to hint that the real Mandarin is in fact still out there yeah, but in the universe. Will we ever get an Iron Man 4? But this is what I'm saying. Are we going to really get him now? Yeah. Is Are they going to pull the trigger with the amount of movies, with Black Panther being received so successfully, with Captain Marvel coming out? You know, Ant-Man they're Wars. probably going to push more towards <coughs> you know Black Panther, another Ant-Man, um, maybe the Black Widow movie. Mm-hmm. That's, there's been whispers for for ages. I wouldn't see them getting anywhere close to a Mandarin phase five at the earliest unless you have mandarin face off against somebody else you know that's it something like that right so what number were you at so iron man 3 for me was number 15 okay so what's your number 14 then iron man 2 okay incredible and what did we say though yeah iron man 2 and 3 seemed for a lot of people close together kind of stick together and again they were in that sort of 14 15 position for me me. incredible hulk is my number 14 well we've talked about that so we'll talk about iron man 2 yeah um for me for me i think did i put i put that just above the third one because again i can never remember the guy's name but all i can think of is crewman number five from galaxy quest oh yeah yeah so him and then you won an oscar this year and then you have mickey rourke as whiplash who i always think he he man character i want my bird yeah but this is the first time obviously we see don Cheadle as war machine war machine because the guy who played it in the first one as we've talked about before wanted more money and robert downey jr went on and marvel went yeah cheerio jog, jog on um rightfully so and i think don Cheadle brings a lot more um, Gravitas that and a lot more to the role than I can like believe I did. him a yeah. lot more as an ex Air Force guy. I can't see the other guy in the suit. No, 
I can't see him in the suit. No. I can see Don Cheadle in the suit fine, um, but I can't see the other guy in the suit. No, um, I, I can get that. It, I like this part at the start to do with the Formula One cars and things like that, but it's whenever, you know, like um, at the end. Whenever when it like starts the, to get in sort of the yeah. uh, the drones and yeah, like things it, like that. That's very much Iron Man, you know, like them taking out the things. I do enjoy the kind of it doesn't last very long so that could be a criticism of it but when you finally see Iron Man and War Machine back to back about to face Whiplash and in that moment comes another major criticism of the MCU is that the bad guy is just a clone of you because Whiplash yes he had his whips but he was in a big armour again he'd got a big armour suit but so the, just like Warmonger in the first Iron Man? Yeah. But then we did have Black Widow in it, which was good. I love whenever she's beating That's up. That's crazy to think that is. That was the debut of Widow. Whenever we see her beating up the guys and we see Happy beating up one guy, we're like, yeah, God, we yeah, need to see I got all this. the bodies. <laughs> you know, like, and that's, that's good. I like that element of humour that he brings to the mm-hmm. role. But one thing that I've always despised about the Iron Man movies is Gwyneth Paltrow. Mm. I cannot take to her. Um, uh, and unfortunately, she's. I think I think her best war. performance as Pepper Potts was the first one. I think her best performance in um, was in the original Avengers because you didn't see her very much. <laughs> <laughs> but that was the thing that it was to do with. If you look at Avengers, if you look in Marvel thing, whenever people are talking about stuff, it's always a low percentage. Whenever he's talking to her about you know giving her a percentage of something, it's like twelve percent or thirteen percent. Yeah. Obviously, in Guardians, how much of a plan do you have? 13%. It's a running theme. Yeah, it seems to be. Right, so, so then we're going on to number 13. Uh, Guardians 2. Okay, uh, Captain America, the first Avenger for me. Okay, so first Avenger then yeah. discussion, because he was further down on my list. What, what, do you want to talk about that or Guardians 2? I think, I think my feelings on the first Avenger are fairly well known by this stage so far in the show, but I... I can get why, especially folks from America, really gravitate mm-hmm. to the character, especially in this movie. Especially in this movie, and a very especially much if you're into comics, you know this yes. is more his origin story. Whereas yeah. I think people prefer prefer more the action that we have in Civil War and, and Winter Soldier. They got straight out the gate his big bad as well. Mm-hmm. So I'd say that ranks a lot for folks as well. Whether folks appreciated the performance of Hugo Weaving or not yeah, and is another thing. And he all, didn't, imp- you know, like his performance. And, and obviously we have Demon Dark in this as one of Captain America's. The Hiding Commandos, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's that's crazy. And he played it a few more times as well on S.H.I.E.L.D. and stuff and like that. And this is the first time we see Agent Carter and then we obviously get the spin-off of the hey, Agent Carter um, TV show, which I, think I that, never I think, really for, I think for me... It never really got up to full speed. I think if they pulled the trigger, no pun intended, um, if they'd got that third season and pulled the trigger, mm-hmm. it could have ended quite well because it's quite kind of sad if you've watched... I watched the two seasons of I haven't Agent seen the Carter. Season. It's something that I will watch at some stage. but I It was, on the grand scheme, fairly weak. Yeah. But for me, going from that and, of course, from this point forward, folks, if you haven't seen uh, the 18 of these... <laughs> MCU movies spoiler warning Uh, but to go from having watched the second season of Agent Carter to then seeing in Civil War oh she's dead Mm -hmm. so I I know you had Winter Soldier kind of in and around there as well but I think Agent Carter was kind of going on at the same time as Winter Soldier right it's around that sort of time period but to kind of jump 
that right this is the kind of real bar that we snippet at the start of Ant-Man mm-hmm. you're like I don't know what happens between now and her going yeah. in the ground yeah. so I think there's that start we bit at the start of Ant-Man with her basically telling them all to calm down and act like adults yeah that, like that's that's bar her then you know in Winter Soldier that's her done mm. so you kind of because the tease you about um, as well I think isn't it in Winter Soldier about her husband and mm. him being rescued by Cap and her saying you know even beyond the grave he was looking after me and yeah. stuff like that um, we've got sidetracked into Peggy Carter talk what the heck happened there but no first Avenger I think it does just boil down to us over here very much. It's, oh, yes, America versus the Nazis. Let's mm-hmm. go, super soldier and stuff. And don't get me wrong, I can see the enjoyment behind the story about this small runt of a guy yeah. who has the heart of a lion getting the opportunity to be the face of the armed forces and then eventually getting what he did want to do and fighting oh, yeah, the yeah. Nazis. Um, but I just think for me doesn't really do it in the grand scheme of it all um well guardians 2 um for me this was a very hard movie for me to go and watch in the cinema because at my at this time my father wasn't very well and i know that this film helped chris pratt deal with the the death of his father Mm -hmm. because obviously his father is you know like abandoned him and he doesn't know where he is and then there's a whole thing to do with them and um, it was just like the dichotomy between the two of them and the um, relationship that kind of started off well and then broke down after that. Um, and then the whole thing to do with um, Yondu and then Yondu, spoiler, I'm Mary Poppins, you know, y'all. passing away and then he's left with no father figure. But again, for me with this, um, it seemed to be very... Um, Thank you. Um, for me, this was very, here's your music. I don't want to see that. No, don't worry, don't look. Don't um, look. <laughs> for me, this was um, the music was very there. You know, like does anyone have Quill's music device and then playing the song? Whereas in the first one, you didn't have that. You only mm. had that whenever he had his headset on. Um, and then obviously he gets a zoom after. So yeah. then obviously we're going to get like a volume three or whatever. But it didn't have the. For me, whenever they had Baby Groot in certain places, like whenever he's on the window, mm-hmm. I went, they're going to make that, you can stick out in cars. You know, and Baby oh, Groot soon was as, very, as soon as the first Guardians ended, you just knew. Yeah, this, like this he, is was, it. he was very, you know, like the merchandise. Because I, I think that's all you heard in sort of, on when it comes to if people were discussing Marvel movies on Twitter for that time period, once First Guardians out, it was like, Baby Dancing Groot in the flower pot. Yeah. And that just sold yeah. a bucket load for them. It did. Um, but no but, I agree I agree with Guardians 2 um, I don't know what exactly it is about it but I don't think the comedies is on point I think the only the, Batista had his like he was the star of the oh, show oh Batista that, was but I think that's maybe what some people would criticise about it is they're like oh you like these guys from the first one we'll give you a lot more of them so mm-hmm. like if he got a lot more stuff, yeah. which for me, I wasn't complaining too much because I really enjoyed the tracks. You character. basically had three different stories. You had him with Mantis, you had Quill with his dad, and you had Nebula and Gamora. Yeah. And you had Rocket kind of with... Um, you had four. Rocket and Gr- Yeah, so you had four different stories going on, mm-hmm. and then they kind of combined Which is a lot, of, a lot of cooks yeah. in the broth. But exactly. I think also maybe what 
got me about it as well is the ending. I feel the ending's very abrupt mm-hmm. and very, oh, yeah, you know, very sad. And I know that. I get that's what he's going for. But again, it's that expectation of I'm going into a Guardians movie. I'm going to have fun. I'm going to yeah. have a laugh. I'm going to listen to cool music. And then they go, oh, Yondu's died. Let's all have a, a cremation space yeah. funeral sort of mm-hmm. thing for him. And then I, I genuinely was shocked when the titles came up for the credits. And that was the end of it. I was like, oh, right, okay. Yeah, ends in a bit of a diner. So, number 12. Number 12. The original Thor. That is exactly mine as well. Booyah! <laughs> well, perfect opportunity to discuss this. We've already kind of talked about Anthony Hopkins a bit and Thor's eyes and beard. Mm-hmm. What I think else stands out for this movie from you? Idris Elba. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, I think This he... was probably his... He was on TV more around this time mm-hmm. period. Yeah. Um, I think for me, he released... Stood out. Obviously seeing Thor's buddies, the likes of Lady Sif yes. and all those ones. And the Warriors 3. But having the likes of Natalie Portman, Kat Dennings as well. Um, I can't remember the guy plays Selvig. Um, but then you have those three. So Thor leagues like to go in threes. Um, I thought that the the village... Thing. You know, whenever the big monster comes down, the one that shoots the fire and then... Is that the Dominator or something like that? Something like For that. For me, that reminded me of, I think it was Superman 2, whenever Zod and Superman are fighting. Wow. And they're in like, uh, an old village, but obviously whenever you see, like you said, you know, like um, Odin whispering into the hammer, you know, like he could be worthy. And then whenever Thor takes the beating and then the Thor, the hammer comes and he grabs it, it's very... He-Man, you know, like the things up in the air. And a wee bit lightning. like what we've got in the trailers of Infinity War as well, with the arm up and the lightning yeah. and all going yeah. on. But with the likes of that, you know, it, it is very, you know, and, and Jane's like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. This is where Natalie Portman kind of cared. Yeah. And this is the first time we see Hawkeye yes. as well. Um, yeah. Hawkeye and... Uh, and this is the follow-up for Coulson, Coulson as well. Mm-hmm. This, you know, we saw him at the tail end of Iron Man. But then we saw that clip yeah. of him in the desert with the hammer. Yeah. This is where he's properly kind of threaded throughout. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, stealing their laptops and stuff like that yes. as well from them. Because I think there's an episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. which kind of follows before or after the events in London in the Dark World. Yes, that is true. Yeah, so. the, the S.H.I.E.L.D. team go there after it happened. That's what, that's a heck of a pull. I completely forgot about that. But no, original Thor, I just feel the original Thor is so so underrated yeah yes I say oh it's number 12 but that's right in that area of yeah. flip a coin and you can go any direction so you can with it because um, I do think at one point maybe a week or two ago it was a few places higher on my list mm-hmm. but I just had another look at everything and things rejigged a bit about it but I think what stood out a lot in this movie for folks and it probably was the surprise Maybe more so than Hemsworth as Thor was Loki. Yeah. Because uh, I think this again was this was probably kind of a big kind of big buy for Hiddleston. Yeah, I think screen. this is where he makes his mark. Obviously, Avengers is probably where he really makes his mark. But mm. this is whenever we really get our first bad guy. Because yeah. for me, and who has meaning behind him? Yeah, and Winter or in the first Avenger, I didn't feel Red Skull was that great a villain. You know, he wasn't... To me, Red Skull was twirl moustache, twirl moustache. Yeah, it was about <laughs> to take over the world. Blah, blah, yeah. Blah. So... But, no, Loki's probably the big 
part that people took out of the original Thor, which then led to, I think, the success yeah. of the original Avengers because you had that established villain mm-hmm. that you had a connection with. You, of course, see... Isn't it, isn't it the post-credits of Thor? Or is it not? Um, you're talking about Thanos, that's in no, 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 no. I'm talking about, you know, the scene where, like, Selvig's looking at the Tesseract and Loki, yes. like, whispers to him, oh, well, that's something we can look at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we can look think into, sort of thing. Like, that is just like, oh, right, okay, serious business, let's go. So, number 11, then, sir? Let me pull the iPad back up. You didn't want to see, so I turned the screen off. Uh, number 11, Avengers Age of Ultron. Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, right, okay. Now, so, Age of Ultron is not that far away for me. What would you like to talk about first? Because... Guardians is a wee bit up my list, but not crazy distance. Well, we'll go on and see what number 10 is then. Doctor Strange. Black Panther. Okay, okay. Um, If we go to number 9, number 9 for me is Age Ultron. Okay. I'll say my number 9 in a minute, though. We'll talk about Ultron then. Um, Obviously, we get, like, more people added into this, um, but this is the first we see Hulk and him being turned back into Banner rather than Mm -hmm. another way around, you know. I, now, folks would say the relationship between Hulk and Widow came very out of left field. Mm -hmm. Um, But I feel that part of the opening scene is really, really strong where she's the one who approaches him. Yeah. And does the whole, oh, the sun's going down and Mm -hmm. does the whole hand thing with him and then he goes back to being Banner. Um, which they play on in the future. Yeah. When somebody else tries it. Oh, yes, that's and, right. And <laughs> uh, uh, they get thumped in the beak, basically, <laughs> so they do. In the face. Yeah. Uh, but I think the opening kind of 10 minutes of Ultron is really, really strong. Mm-hmm. Like that, just that scene where they're attacking the castle. Yeah. And you, and get, the, you get the whole language yeah. and stuff like that. And that's really really but strong it's even, stuff it's even after that it's even the whenever they're all sitting together and they're all yeah. trying to lift the, the um, hammer Captain America just and budges the hammer and face like oh you know, he's like oh ha 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 and then yeah. Cap goes and he's like oh damn but I think the one thing that I have to criticise Ultron over the main thing at least which is why it's where it is on my list now it's again it's in that mid pack mm-hmm. so it could you know for folks it would end up anywhere is again the way the villain was maybe built, a bit like my criticism with Iron Man three. Yeah. Now we didn't get a bait and switch by any stretch of the imagination, but the way Ultron was being built up in the trailers, you know, playing that creepy Pinocchio stuff, yeah. you know, no strings to hold me down. It almost felt like right. This is almost going to be a bit of a like a horror or a mm-hmm. thriller sort of a villain. He's going to be this really sadistic sort of robot. And then there's some serious points throughout this movie, a good considerable part, where he's being very weird, he's being very comedic, he's saying funny things. Especially whenever he pulls uh, Andy Serkis' uh, arm off, and yeah. he goes like, oh, I'm sorry about that. Go, like, uh, that. That'll grow back. And, you know, like, he's knowledgeable, but then he's almost acting like a child, and he doesn't mm. know things like that. But Well, that could be the argument of... His reasoning for things. What did you well. What did you think of James Spader as the voice of? Oh, I enjoyed James Spader. He was really good. Um, I think that's also part of maybe why it annoyed me a wee bit because mm-hmm. I was like, "You have this guy with this very distinctive voice, and he could really create this sort of a horror feel." 
okay. for this character. Like even at the point where he was meeting uh, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver, mm-hmm. and he's in like that church. And yeah. it's dark and it's creepy and you kind of can't see and him initially. Like he's got like a, a hood. hood on. Yeah. yeah, which again plays back to the comics. That and all, I love that whole thing, but it's just some of the comments he makes throughout didn't do it for me. Now, this is sort of, I think what we also have to talk about here is, this is the sort of time period where, <laughs> I'm not going to say social media was playing a part in stuff for YouTube, but this is the sort of time period where folks started to get a bit critical mm-hmm. on hero movies for loss of life and stuff. Because, you know, everybody's like, well, flipping a million people probably died in the first Avengers. Yeah. Or whatever. It's like and it's a movie that's not real. For so in this movie, you categorically see them get everybody yeah. away from Sokovia mm-hmm. if they can. And you're just like, this is just because people complained. Yeah. Right. Now, if you can't go into a movie, and especially a comic, a superhero comic movie, and just accept that, right, stuff's going to go down, there will be casualties, then you're maybe not suited to comic book movies. Obviously, we get new characters in this, in Quicksilver, Black Widow, and... Well, not Vision. Black Widow, Scarlet Witch. Scarlet Witch, sure. I and do that sometimes. I don't know. I'm my own head. I do that sometimes. And Vision for you, which was the best one? Vision uh, stood out for me. I think it's as much as kind of final scene with Ultron. Mm-hmm. And there's that little exchange between them. And he's like, well, I was only born yesterday. <laughs> yeah. You know, just that little thing for me kind of sealed his character. Um, I would have, as we've kind of mentioned, I would have liked to have seen a bit more Quicksilver. Mm-hmm. Um, I find it very odd that they killed him and because <laughs> they that's I suppose that's another thing that folks maybe feel a bit odd about Ultron is, is we just all of a sudden smack bang get loads of stuff about Hawkeye yeah but I think this is like because they were like he's gonna die he's gonna die here look he has a family he's gonna die and then he doesn't die <laughs> I think the way they dealt with Quicksilver's death, like when I really put him on the raft and then Hawkeye kind of lies in the chair beside him and go like, oh, I've had a bad day. I'm thinking, he's dead beside I know. you. Hawkeye was very comedic in this movie. I think that's one thing that he always is. But but he ad-libbed a bit in this, I think, as well, from what I oh, right, remember. Okay. And then obviously the woman who plays his wife played Daphne in yeah. Scooby-Doo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. obviously was in ER as well. I think it was, um, <clears throat> you know the scene where he's in like the street and then Quicksilver like, scoots by Nobody him. would know. Says, nobody would know. That's the yeah. ad-lib. Oh, right, okay. He ad-libs that, and they kept it in. Okay. And also, as like, his pep talk to Scarlet Witch. Mm. But, you know, you either stay here and you kind of cry and you worry about yourself, or you come out and you be an Avenger. I do like whenever they're protecting the... Core. The core, and it's very much like the Avengers, and they're doing, like, the spinning around, and you see, like, Hulk biting the heads off. It's Ultron's version of the panning shot from the first one where you saw it swept around them one thing that's missing from that though is Alan Silvestri's music because you have somebody else doing the music well this is the big criticism and again dates back to your question where you were saying about memorable soundtracks and Mm -hmm. stuff after kind of the first Avengers you could see Marvel slowly were trying to save a few pennies right on their soundtracks they never kept the same composer 
I think the guy most after Alan Silvestri was, was Brian Tyler or something like that. He was a guy who did a lot of Fast and Furious movies. And okay. Things. I think he did two. But generally it was always new guy, new guy, new guy. Whereas <coughs> you bring <coughs> Star Wars into this discussion, yeah. John Williams the whole way through. Now, yes, could John Williams stay at the pace of the Marvel movies? No. No. Because two, three movies a year yeah. couldn't happen. <coughs> could anybody younger do it? Maybe. But you'd probably be pushing it. Yeah. But a bit of consistency. If you have three movies a year, get one to do one each year. Yeah, like if like if you said, right, any Thor movie is this guy. Mm. Or any Avengers is Alan Silvestri. Or any Cap movie is this guy. Yeah. If you had a set composer that knows the character, starts developing themes for that character, we're getting very deep in this now, <laughs> yeah. so we are you will get those characteristic themes because I think that's part of the stuff. I've talked about that Avengers thing being so iconic <coughs> and stand out in the thing because there's, there is little kind of motifs and tracks yeah. for Iron Man, for Cap, but there isn't a track that you can single-handedly say, that's Cap mm-hmm. or that's Iron Man. You get those little motifs, but that's about it. Yeah. Okay. I did not expect to go so in deep about the music in that one, especially under Age of Ultron. Uh, My number nine uh, was Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh, wow. That's way up my list. Okay. Interesting. So we'll save that then. So we'll... um, I suppose then next one maybe to talk about then, because it's my number eight, it was your number ten, was Black Panther. Okay. Well, we've talked about this a lot, so we'll not dwell on it a great deal. Um... I enjoyed it and it was again it's one of those ones that when I first saw it I was like oh that's probably going to be fairly high up my mm. list and then I started looking through and I started looking through and it just started slowly going dit 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 and down I think that's if we were to do this again say like in a in, few years time I could see it being yeah. down again I could see it being up because of the replay right. the replay value of it you I know. suppose that might it might uh, story might change because we've only really had it which is interesting because that will actually play into a future pick in my list as to why it were you know where it is. It was okay. much further down the list. Not going to say much further down the list, but not in the top five before I rewatched it recently. Okay, it was actually one that I watched, um, and after I rewatched it, I actually went further down oh, right, my okay. list, and it's okay. not far away. So, what was your number eight? Number eight was Iron Man. The original Iron Man? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we'll hold that. Okay. So, well, um, I'm just trying to make sure that we do discuss everything. So, we've done Iron Man 3, we've done Iron Man 2, we've done Guardians 2, original Thor, Ultron. We haven't done Doctor Strange yet. No, it's... it's okay, so it's still in there. We've done yeah. Hulk, we've done First Avenger, we've done Thor. Okay, so that's... Okay, so those can all go away. So, what's your number seven, then? So, uh, number seven is Thor Ragnarok. Number seven for me is Civil War. That was actually one that was higher up on the list. But went down then? I enjoy the part where they're all together and, you know, to do with Black Panther and stuff. But I found towards the end, whenever they're fighting, the whole thing to do with Zemo. Is it Zemo? Baron Zemo, yeah. yeah. I find that stuff and him and Black Panther, I find myself just going... I enjoyed the fight scene. Yeah. But it was the whole... You know, like then him going to break them out of jail and stuff. Yeah, and I think for me with Civil War, we'll, may as well, we'll just discuss Civil War now. It's a bit further up on my list, but not crazy far now because we're getting to the business end of things. Um, 
Civil War, I can understand how it could slip, start slipping down folks' list. It is, in my opinion, still one of the strongest MCU movies mm-hmm. out there. Um, it's the longest, I think, at this very moment, before Avengers Infinity War comes which out. Which will be the longest. Yeah, which is going to overtake it. I think the thing that with Civil War is there's a lot of talking. So is there is a lot of discussion, there's a lot of talking. Minutes. You know, you've got Iron Man and Cap talking in offices. You know, yeah. You've got, um, isn't it like Vision keeping Scarlet Witch at Avengers base yes. and things like that and him trying to keep her away from stuff because at the start of the movie her powers caused an explosion to go up to a building mm. and, that and then that's whenever you had crossbones which was no point having him in he was built up in Winter Soldier and then gone yeah. sort mm. of thing um, but yeah it, I could see how that would kind of maybe over time move down a wee bit mm-hmm. but for me it's still right up there I think what has it so strong on my list is again probably my connection to Iron Man because he's such a key part of this. Oh yeah, I was movie. team Iron Man all the way. The story of this, I, I loved that around the time. That's just the whole thing on Twitter about what are you mm. team Iron Man, team Cap. But this is very much yes, it's Cap in America on the title. But yes, it's kind of Avengers two point five. Yeah. But it's also very strong on a story about Iron Man. It's very good at planting the seeds of the breakup because of the whole Bucky thing and killing. Stark's parents and then Cause you did see you know the opening scene's that Bucky scene killing the Starks then you get the scene where he's at MIT and he's doing that visual yeah com- uh, thing off his last discussion mm-hmm. how he would have liked it to have went before his parents went and died and then you eventually lead on and Zemo you think everything's fine between them again after they've had the, uh, the original fight at the airport mm-hmm. where you know Tony comes back and says no it's okay you know I get stuff's you been going sideways. Um, but then he sees the video again. Mm-hmm. Well, sorry, he never saw the video, but we see the video yeah. again of Bucky killing his parents and Tony loses it. Mm-hmm. And I think if anybody was in their, that position, they'd probably be doing the same, that yeah. the guy that was standing there, yeah. even though you've clearly been told, okay, he was under mind manipulation, well, you're still like, well, you still did it. Mm-hmm. Um and then it leads to that final fight with Cap. Yeah. You get the, you know, classic Cap, I can do this all day. Yeah, and it's like, analyzes moves, and it's like, you, you were my friend. Uh, or he was, he's so my was friend, I. so was I, you know. Like that, in the trailer, when I first saw it, I was like, oh my god. Yeah. Um, and then you get the shot of, you don't deserve that shield. That's my father's That's shield. That's my father's, yeah. he built that. And Cap just dropping the shield and leaving it behind, and... Tony just because his arc reactor has been mm-hmm. cracked uh, by the shield just cr- trying to pull himself up because of course he doesn't have the power to move the suit yeah. up against the wall and just the horror on his face when you think of Marvel characters the crap that Iron Man has mentally went through <laughs> you think about it both either in suits you think Iron Man is broken mentally but War Machine is broken physically. That's a very good one, yeah. You know, so it just popped into my head there now. And again, that's another thing that you see in this movie that Tony feels responsible for mm-hmm. because Vision, in a way, is his creation because 
you know, it was Jarvis. Yeah. Originally, Jarvis became Vision after Ultron did the meddling and all with him. And because you see in the hospital, when Rhodey's in the hospital, he turns to Vision, he goes, what happened? Yeah, I got, and then he was like, I he got distracted. You can kind of see the look on his face. Yeah. He's like, he's ready to flipping deck him in the face. Um uh, but yeah, I think Civil War is probably a movie we'll come back and talk a lot more about in the yeah. future, so we'll not linger on that Number too much. Number six then? The original Guardians. Number six for me is uh, Winter Soldier. Wow. Doctor Strange is going to be fairly up here for you at this rate, isn't it? it? Is, yeah. yeah. Um, we've talked about Guardians, have we? Or have we we'll not? We've talked about Guardians 2. Okay, well, we'll talk about the first one then. A pleasant yeah. surprise? That is one very much like certain other movies we'll talk about in a minute or two but very much you didn't know what to expect and everyone the one thing that for me it's lowered down on my list I went to see it whenever it first opened yes I went to see it a couple of days after that and I went mm-hmm. to see it a couple of days after that so many times you can watch a comedy movie and still retain that same comedy yes and I think that is what maybe ruined it for me okay. I think if I'd maybe only seen it once and then watched it a couple of times on Blu-ray it would have been higher up I did right. I did love the music on it you know the music was terrific although for some reason on iTunes whenever you buy the album Cherry Bomb never appears on your playlist right. it's one that seems to be omitted from it the soundtrack for this movie I think I listened to it for nearly the entire summer like, I was on a big health kick that summer. Worked well, didn't it? Um, <laughs> Just kicking. I'll, kicking get, I'll get there eventually. Kicking healthy stuff. Um, but when I was out for walks and stuff like that, mm-hmm. I would just put that album on and I'd go out for a walk and I'd maybe let the album repeat two or three times when I was out for a walk. Yeah. And I wouldn't get sick of it at all. And it'd be so easy to just sing along to it. Mm-hmm. And I'll... I think Favourite track? <sighs> Pina Colada. Yeah, I think for me it would probably oh, would it be that or would it be Spirit and Sky is one that's you know because of that the twanging at the, the I think start the of whole, it. I think the whole you know Uga Chaka Uga yeah. Uga you know that's the big one because that was the trailer song. Prefer the David Hasselhoff version of that. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> but no Guardians. I think we'll we'll not linger on it too much more because I think it's definitely one we can really dive into because. It really contains a lot of sort of sort of you know pop culture Easter eggs and like we said the songs, mm-hmm. but it was a pleasant surprise for me. It's one. This is one we never really discussed on the show because this was towards the tail end of the first run of the the show. Um, I went to see this in the cinema with Hill and Mikey, mm-hmm. and I walked out of it really enjoying it, and they came out of it a wee bit lukewarm. To be honest, uh, there'll be something I'll talk about in a couple of to do relating to do with one of the, uh, the movies we've already talked about, mm-hmm. but it'll, it, it's to do with Guardians as well. But I'll talk about that in a minute. So, Alrighty. what's so your number five? Number five is Ant Man. Number five for me is Thor Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok. Okay, well, Thor Ragnarok was my number seven, so we'll go with Thor Ragnarok next. Time. Um, this is one that very much like Deadpool. I wasn't going to see for Thor. I was going to see for Hulk. Yes, you know, like, and then to see the likes of because I'd read World War Hulk and Planet Hulk, um, are my two of my favorite um, graphic novels, and this takes that, you know, takes that, and obviously, you know, to do with him being on a different planet and things, it's very different because in the comics he has like a wife, and she, I think she ends up dying 
but mm-hmm. something to do with Stark, and he comes back to Earth to fight Stark to kill his, you know, like his loved one. Yes. Um, but the likes of Korg uh, was great in this. Jeff Goldblum was just exceptional. Classic Jeff Goldblum, like. exceptional in this. He was just, you know, and I think that's one that they didn't need a script for for him. They just. Went, I think that was one that there was a lot of ad libbing in as yeah. well. Yeah. Because, like you see some of the outtakes for Goldblum, mm-hmm. and it's how that man can come up with these random things. But this is the first time we see Thor in a comedic role. Yeah, um, I think the closest we ever got to really comedic Thor was in the first one where he smashes the mug on the ground and says, yeah, "Again, oh, yes." It's just like, yeah, I enjoyed that. Give me another. Um, but yeah, it's just like the again Thor, Hulk, Thor, well again, Thor the, the Avengers comedy. Yeah. Um, but I think with that, you know, like I would love to see that going forward. If we were to have another, you know, we've had three Captain America, three Iron Man, three Thor. Thor one obviously coming out a lot later than the other yeah. ones. Um, but I would like it if they were doing another Thor to put him with Hulk. I think mm. Banner. They work like, well together. Whenever Banner was wearing Stark stuff and going, his pants are so tight, you know, it's <laughs> up, riding up high and things like that. But oh, that's and, that's reminded me of the Quinjet scene. Where Thor's trying to get access to the Quinjet computer. Oh, and he's like saying, strongest Avenger. Yeah. You know, most handsome Avenger. Yeah. And then he's like, point break. Point break. Yeah. <laughs> um, but just like the, the, you know, like, he's a friend from work. And they go like, look, look who it is, Loki. And, and then he's like, I need to get out of here. And then it's just whenever he picks Thor up and smashes him on the floor. And then Loki's like, feel yeah, that? now you know how it feels. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, that's. What about Valkyrie? How'd Valkyrie do it for you? Tessa Thompson? Um, I enjoyed the character. Kate Blanchett was far better. Um, okay. I think she did. And I st- she only did that because her kids wanted her to be in the Yeah, I remember movie. hearing that. You know, like, so that's that shows you. I think that's going to happen maybe more mm-hmm. going forward with these MCU movies. There are, of course, at this point now where anybody with half a wit would probably say yes if it's a half-decent role. But you're probably going to get a lot of folks now with their kids that say, oh, you know, go on, do it, yeah. go for it. Um, I think we kind of have to touch on what some folks would maybe consider a negative, I don't know about you, but would be the, like, in a heartbeat, destruction of the Warriors 3. Yes, and then Lady Sif not being there either. Which... Well, I think that was because of filming more than mm-hmm. anything. She was filming, I think, was it Blind Spot as her TV okay. show or something where she's the main star, so she couldn't make it for filming purposes. I bet she's happy now because mm-hmm. I guarantee if she had been in that scene, then that would be it. Which but, I'm, which I'm actually kind of happy about. But in Marvel movies, like as we know from Avengers, is are people really dead? Unless you see the body. Well, I saw yeah. them lying on the floor, but uh, yeah, Kate Blanchett. I think in the scheme of Marvel villains, is top five. Yeah, she. But then again, because again, she has backstory. But then again, with the likes of Thor, Thor seems to be the movie franchise that gives us the best villains, apart from the second one. Mm. Uh, apart from the second one, so two out of three ain't bad. Yeah, but I think it's for her, like the story of right. Okay, you find out. Oh right, she's actually a sibling mm-hmm. of his, and when she goes into like the throne room, and throws the blades up at the roof and reveals Odin's less savory past. Yes. Yeah. Of her and him basically dominating the realms, mm-hmm. that immediately shows you her motivation about, yeah. you know, well, this is actually mine and I want to just rule, mm-hmm. it, rule everything. You're number four then? 
Number four is the Winter Soldier. This is Doctor Strange for me. Okay, we'll talk about Doctor Strange first, so we'll know you second. Um, but this is the one I was telling you that I watched, and it went up the list. Okay. Because Winter Soldier, I think, was originally floating around that sort of seven, eight slot for me. Mm-hmm. So it was, but I watched it again recently, and it crept up a few spots. Um, I just feel it has a very strong cast throughout it because you have Scarlet as Black Widow, you have Cap, you have the introduction of Falcon as well, so you're on your left. Mm-hmm. Um, you have Robert Redford as the bad guy for S.H.I.E.L.D. Don't forget Jim Robinson from Neighbours. <laughs> Neighbours theme going on. Uh, of course, this is where Winter Soldier creeps into things as well. Um, you have the first name drop of Stephen Strange mm-hmm. in this as well when they bring that S.H.I.E.L.D. Hydra guy up to the roof and he throws him off and he talks about the whole uh, initiative with the helicarriers targeting people who could potentially be issues in the future. Yeah. And Stephen Strange's name's thrown in there. I think is it no Bruce Banner I think was maybe thrown in there as well I might be wrong but there was another name in there as well but I just feel there's so many strong parts to this and I think Black Widow is a big part of it as well apart from her hair the hair is interesting yeah because uh, you've been used to it being that red and curly mm-hmm. sort of thing at this stage which I think I think her being blonde in Infinity War is odd for me but I get the story point for yeah. it so that's at least where's the story point for this okay she's going straight now well you know like Winter Soldier for me is the more action packed and we also this is the first time we see Nick Fury actually in trouble and stuff you know mm-hmm. like obviously in the car and then Maria Hill obviously plays a pivotal role and uh, Nick Fury gets some serious and again action think, scenes in he this thinks he's dead and then turns out he's, he's not. alive yeah because um, I think he has one of the most badass entrances like towards the end, where you know, eventually it's revealed to the rest of the kind of council that Redford's a Hydra guy, yeah, and he lands in the helicopter and just mm-hmm. saunters his way yeah. into the room. And he's like, Oh, what can you do? You know, your access is revoked, and he flips the eye patch up, mm-hmm. and it's his bad eye, and it's still in the system to you know, shut down the help, you know, or help shut down the helicarriers yeah. at least. Um. I think another strong scene for me is the um, elevator scene. Yes. The lift scene. Yeah. Where he walks in after having talked with Redford when Redford's like, you know, do you know anything about why Fury would have been at your house mm-hmm. late at night or your apartment late at night? And he's like, no. And he's like, you know, that's when you need to be on my side. And then the grabbing of the guns. And, and just all. there's people get on yeah. at each level and it's just build, the tension builds. And he's like, you know, before we get started, does anybody want to get off? And then just boom, 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 you know, and then he just dives out See, on a shield. I enjoy that, but for me, one of the biggest parts was whenever you were saying about the council, like at the end, whenever Nick Fury comes in, but whenever um, Black Widow reveals herself, is, you know, like is that's badass. And then you're thinking, oh, well, that's, that's this is right up here for her, one of her strongest performances yeah. Oh, yeah, as totally. Black Widow. Yeah. And it's part of the reason why. I really want them to properly seal the deal yeah. and do a standalone for her. Moving um, on then. Doctor Strange, sorry. Doctor Strange just, then for um, our discussion. A pleasant surprise. Doctor Strange was the one, whenever I came out of Guardians 2, I wanted to watch Doctor Strange again. Yeah? Yeah, it's just, um, 
again, it was like Guardians that I didn't know what to expect from yeah. the character. I knew nothing about the character. And it was just like a pleasant surprise. You know, like you're, you know, having Tilda Swindon, is it? Tilda Swindon, yeah. Who plays like the the ancient one and stuff. And then obviously Benedict Which was Wong. controversial for folks. And then Benedict Wong in it as well. And Benedict Wong as well. Yeah, exactly. Well, like, I'm sure well, it was a nice easy day for him. Yeah, it's like <laughs> well done there. But um, yeah, it's just... I. I enjoyed like the story of how he's a really cocky surgeon mm-hmm. and then like his hands get wrecked and then he's trying to figure out how to help and then obviously we see at the tail end of this and the end credit things. I think another thing that kind of stood out for me and that story as you're saying from it going from being this really cocky surgeon mm-hmm. to having his hands crippled Rachel McAdams character going alongside him yeah I feel there's a genuine chemistry between those two characters. Especially whenever they're in the hospital and he's like doing the spirit thing and they're doing like the fighting. Yeah. Um, But seeing how she really cares for him, even though he's an ass. Mm -hmm. But it just progresses, progresses. And you can understand, yes, he's a cocky so-and-so, but how frustrating it would be for something like that to happen to you. And I'm just lashing out at her. Yeah. And her being like, right, fine, I'm done with you. But then still later on in the movie when he shows up dropping everything in a heartbeat mm-hmm. to help him. That could have been a pun there very badly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think also kind of final thing maybe to touch on about Doctor Strange, the visuals. Yeah, like the whole twisting of things and things like that and the whole we got to um, here to bargain and all that. The repeating then, of time. Yeah, the exactly. Agamotto. Yeah, um, that was just, it's just one of those movies that's just really... I was pleasantly surprised that you I know. remember the first scene I saw with the ancient one just doing the thumb on mm-hmm. his head and that sending him in yeah. to the other realm and it just him seeing like hands springing from his fingers and stuff like that. I was like this is really trippy mm-hmm. like I would not probably want if I had a young kid yeah them to see like hands sprouting from <laughs> fingers sprouting other hands and stuff like that um but I think visually my favourite bit is when they're running around the cityscape. When they're yeah. run, like running up the side of buildings and things getting flipped around. I think mine is probably the end whenever they're in China, is it? And then everything's all collapsing and then and he, he turns back the time and you just see yeah. everything go back the way it was. The use of visuals and magic and all that sort of stuff in this is superb and it does open the door. Yeah. So much for so much extra stuff. Open the portal. So number three then? Number three, Civil War. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Talk about Spider-Man then. I was so worried. Um, Having said what we were talking about earlier on, totally forgot that Michael Keaton plays an absolute badass in this movie. Yeah. He's he's up there for the villains. He would probably be the best villain that we've had in quite some time um, for Spider-Man. I love the fact that whenever Peter goes to pick up his date for the prom... And the mother answers the door. Or no, he answers the door. And the tension. Like, and you're like, oh my God. And then I was just remember sitting there and then it was just quiet. And then the mother comes in and says something. And I'm like, scared of life out of me. No, but that was the thing as well. It's like in the run up to him going to meet her mm-hmm. at the house, I'd already started to piece it together in my head. This is going to be Michael Keaton's daughter. Yeah. But it did not make it any less like, oh God. Mm-hmm. You know, when he answered the door, because you're like, oh, he's going to get his butt whipped. I love the fact that we didn't have an origin story in this. That was just very much, here's what's happened, deal with it. You know, like, it's not, here's Peter, 
Uncle Ben, Uncle Ben's dad. You know, like etc. etc. I love the fact they did no, that. No goblin, no nothing. No, I would love to honest, see sorry. their take version. on the goblin. But um, I think I think very much they should stick to some other things now. Again, I say that I would love to see their take on Doc Ock again. Yeah. Um, we're of course getting Venom more through the Sony side of things, but it's still technically in the same universe. I think that'll be dreadful. Um. I don't know how it's going to go. I'll probably still be seeing it. Yeah. But, uh, no, it was a nice, pleasant surprise for me. But it just didn't pip that top five for me in the in at all. It was more comedic for me, which was a big thing. Um, Good thing it saw the return of Happy in it as well. Yeah, true. And that was a big thing, you know, like him phoning and going like, Hey, I'm going to do the Avengers, blah, blah. That was, a, that was the cool thing with, like, him filming. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, what are you doing? And then obviously placing some of the, the trailers. <laughs> and then obviously whenever at the end of the first one we see that Aunt May sees at least Spider-Man. And <clears throat> it'll be interesting to see how that plays what in the... <clears throat> into the second one. Um, so your number two pick then? Number two, Iron Man 1. Ant-Man. Ant-Man. Okay. Ant-Man then? Ant-Man was what, the only one out of from... I would probably say from... Captain America Winter Soldier downwards that I did not see in the cinema. Really? Wow. There's one that I was like, I'll go and see at some stage and I just kept putting it off and then my sister got me the Blu-ray for Christmas one year and I watched it and I just, like the part to do with Thomas the Tank. Yeah. You know. No, I'm actually, personally, I'm quite surprised how far that is up in your list. I knew you liked it but I didn't think it was number two. Like, I thought you were going to be in a similar sort of spot to me, sort of top five. But I'll tell you, I do adore Ant Man. Mm-hmm. I think it is, again, seeing everybody's lists, it's in that sort of mid yeah. range for a lot of people. But I do think overall it's an underrated Marvel movie. Paul Rudd plays that character, again, perfect Marvel casting. And I think you have to give it credit because it had, I'm not going to say development hell, <clears throat> but it did have development trouble. With Edgar Wright being on it for so long, mm-hmm. and then I think Peyton Reed, I think was the director, came in, took over. I have a funny thing that Adam here and there. Cornish, who was like Adam and Joe. Yes, he did some of the script as right. well, from what I remember. Reading. Um, I think the main thing that lets Ant Man down is its film. Yes, but again, that's that's because again, one. that's typical clone fight yeah, you sort exactly. of thing. But I think it's what helps Ant Man so much is your ensemble cast. As well, yeah. As our like, so main character, this guy, and he was like, "Dude, I know that guy." Yeah, and then it's even uh, what's his name, uh, David Desmolchin, who's like the the Russian tech guy. He's like, you know, yeah, nice to meet you. Yeah, um, yeah. the guy who played uh, the decoy in Dark Knight, the guy with the the gun that he catches, which has Rachel on the uh-huh, badge. Yeah. That's him. Oh, right, okay. So it is. You wouldn't you wouldn't realize it. And at then all. obviously we see. Him and Falcon, which leads into then Civil War. Because like I, I know a guy because whenever Dad had watched that, he hadn't watched Ant Man. Yes. So he's like, "Who's that guy?" You know, and obviously we see him as Giant Man. Um, and I was like, "What's Ant Man?" So he watched it, and I was, "What do you think? It was good, but a little far fetched." Went, "Dad, you've watched a, a one to do with a guy turns into the Green Monster, a guy can fly, so and a guy, a guy can, can shrink. Yeah, a guy can shrink, and a guy can wield a part of lightning." So it's come all good on, here, really, know, but, sort of thing. And then obviously we had Anthony, which was one of the saddest deaths. Oh, it's the worst death in all of the Marvel Universe. Um, Maybe one final point to kind of say on Ant-Man then is this is the only uh, MCU movie where I have saw it twice in a day. 
Oh, right, okay. I went to see, I had a half day at work that day, and I went and saw an early, like, you know, 1 o'clock, 2 p.m. Mm-hmm. afternoon showing. Uh, went home, had my dinner, all that nonsense, and I was lying in my bed, sort of about half eight, nine o'clock, and I was just like, and all I was doing was kind of thinking back through the movie, and like, oh, I really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. And I just happened to flick open my phone and saw there was like a half nine showing at the local cinema. And I just thought, ugh, nobody will be there. It'll be like a big just TV screen for myself. And I arrive and there's like me and two other people. Oh, wow. And, even shown, and I watched it again and enjoyed it just as much the second time through. It's the only Marvel movie I've done it for. The only other movie that I've seen something twice. Star Wars. Force Awakens. Yeah, I saw it three times in a day. You beat me. <laughs> saw it at midnight, I saw it at 2 o'clock, and I saw it at 8 o'clock. Okay, so Ant-Man's your number 2 then? Yeah. Where was the original Iron Man for you? And number 8. Number 8, well we'll talk about it then. Quite yeah, quite. yeah, of course. Because then that leaves us with our number 1s. Don't, don't panic, <laughs> with plenty of time, Chris. Chris is just looking at the clock. Um, what are your thoughts on the original Iron Man? Oh, it's... I love of course, or- it's the trendsetter. I love origin stories. You know, like in Master Universe, I love that. In the 2002, they did origin stories for a lot of the characters, like Cyclone and Mossman and things. And this is a big thing, you know, whenever you see him, he's captured and he's making the suit. And obviously his relationship with Jansen, who obviously then, doesn't he meet? Like, there's like a flashback in the third one, whenever Guy Ritchie's character's there. And yes, then he yes, Mr. Yes. Stock and be like, oh, I'll, I'll talk to you after. And yes. Like, oh, Jansen. Um... But that, and then obviously, you know, like him building the suits and making them fly and everything, and it, it is definitely the trendsetter, and it is definitely the best of the Iron Man movies by a country mile, but it's seeing that birth of S.H.I.E.L.D. and his relationship with them, Pepper. All uh, the threads. Yeah, exactly. So many threads. And you couldn't say too many. No. Because, of course, you're setting him up. You were setting War Machine up even though it wasn't yeah. Don Cheadle at the time, because he goes, next time I want in the suit. That leads up War yeah. Machine. Uh, you've got the relationship between Pepper and Tony, the kind of very early stages of that. Uh, you've got the playboyism mm-hmm. of uh, the billionaire playboy th- philanthropist yeah. of Tony Stark. You've got Happy in there as well. And then obviously this is the first time we see Nick Fury at the very, very end. And then you've got Nick Fury at the very, yeah. very end. And you've Coulson mm-hmm. in there as well. I think Jeff Bridges for me I really enjoyed so I, did. I prefer him more as the villain whenever he's not in the suit rather than the villain yeah, that's in the I suit yeah I think that's, that's I what think you have it, to I think if he was the mastermind and he put somebody else in that suit we say about trendsetting the cloned villain yeah. again big suit yeah. you know versus you again the odd thing as well coming out of this now I look back on this movie it's hard to believe it was 10 years ago that's one thing but I look at the suits, mm-hmm. and I far prefer the suits from them. To oh now. yeah, yeah. Because I find, especially maybe from about Civil War onwards, mm-hmm. definitely Civil War onwards, they really felt CG. And I know that's Robert Downey Jr. flexes muscle and says, "I don't want to get in a full big body suit." So. Yeah. Oh, we'll give you like the shoulder plates, and the rest of you can be dots. And they that. look a bit more authentic you know like it's you know, like you know, like a, this ferrari and then as time goes on you yeah. get the ferrari but it's a really really brighter i feel like i can reach out and touch yeah and the, that suit yeah and it'll be there and mm-hmm. it'll be ding 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 
you know, solid metal. Yeah. Um, whereas I feel now I reach out and I'll go knock on the armor mm. and it feels like plastic sort of thing. That's the sort of thing for me that, and it's so odd, 10 years difference. Yes, I know in this first Iron Man, they very much went as practical as they could. Yeah. <clears throat> Even I find in the first Avengers, you know it's CG, but it still looks very authentic. Yeah. So it is, and that is the oddest thing being 10 years down the line and you say, the suit looks better 10 years ago than it does now. But this didn't turn into a suit debate. We'll get this thing round up because I don't think it takes much guessing as to what both our number ones are. Three, two, one. Avengers. Avengers. <laughs> I like the fact that we both had, you know, like the same... Start, one. same end. Yeah, so... Yeah, um, there's not much that can be said for this, you know. That I just love the fact that you have all these characters put together, you know, like, and the fact that you have Fury and he's like putting them, you know, like obviously whenever Coulson dies and says, you know, like in their kind of parting ways, you know, like they don't, they're not much of a team, and he gives them a reason to fight. Um, but obviously we've got the good villain here. This is the first time we see Banner transform into Hulk, and it's the proper Hulk, you know, like... Yeah, I remember, I'm always angry. I remember us going to see it, and then whenever Iron Man was falling down, and then Hulk catches him, like, yeah. my, my favourite saved your favourite. <laughs> and then, you know, like the shawarma. My favourite saved the world, you know. Yeah. You, know and, <laughs> you know, it's just like whenever he does the roar, and I just love the comedy in it. And there's certain... It's the perfect mixture for There's it. certain actors you can get that can gel together and that's what it's they just have. little it's just like little scenes and they're not even trying to be crazy funny with it but it's how the actors react to the lines it's like when tony's flying about and there's those big like space wheels and he's like i'm bringing the party to you and i don't see how the party yeah and yeah. and uh blackwood was like uh, no thank you very much yeah. you know, don't want any of this and then it's like hawkeye can you tell me anything well i can't bank with the dharma i will lodge that and you're like oh what does he know you know but even, yeah. even whenever Hawkeye's firing the arrow at Loki and Loki like catches us I have to say Boom. is that all? and then it blows up in his face um, but it's just like little things like that but it is it is for me the strongest across the board maybe not the most nuanced in places yeah. or maybe most character driven I don't want to go too much into it because I'd rather le- Probably leave this for it. maybe you know like to talk about and to really dissect yeah. it but uh, yeah by far my absolute yeah. favourite. Even just... If you... Before we ended up... If you had to pick one memory from the last 10 years, 18 movies, what would it be? Um, probably the emotion that's in the scene for me when Iron Man takes the missile up in okay. the first Avengers because there's just that whole drama of is he making it back? Mm-hmm. And think isn't he trying to like ring pepper and all yeah and it's just like oh god he isn't gonna get to say goodbye and, mm-hmm. all. and then it's just that where he sneaks out and you're like yes <laughs> yeah I, that would probably be up there for me i think mine would probably be whenever they're all standing there and it kind of revolves around oh, them yeah. and then you just hear the that's music, an iconic shot you know so that for me is just epic thank you all very much folks thank you for this journey at retroshock pod We'll catch you for our Avengers Infinity War review later this week.